It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It's Friday, March 23rd, and we're talking some Padres baseball. We bring in Pods reporter for MLB.com, A.J. Casavell. A.J., we appreciate the time as always. Let's get right to it as opening day, of course, is approaching, and the Padres still getting their pitching rotation figured out. We know it's Clayton Richard, Brian Mitchell, then Nelson Lamette, but... Still a couple spots up for grabs there. What's the competition looking like for those final two spots? I think right now the favorites might be the same favorites from a couple weeks ago, Luis Perdomo and Tyson Ross, but there's another, there's a new name in the mix. And if you had asked me at the beginning of spring training what Joey Lucchese's chances were of making the rotation, I might have said zero. Uh, and yet here he is. He's had a fantastic spring. Uh, he made what would be his last start of the Cactus League just the other day and, and looked very impressive once again. Uh, I think that means that makes four outings in the spring, all of which were borderline dominant, and then another two outings in the backfield, which were very good as well. And so he's he's squarely in that mix. I would say he's probably on the outside looking in, but that's, that is better than where he started. Uh, Chris Young, Robbie Erlin also kind of in there too. And so it, there's, there's some decisions to be made, and some of it might hinge on how these guys fare in their last spring starts. Yeah, Lucchese last year, 11-7, and 7, 2.20 ERA in Class A. And in Double A combined last year, I mean, he is he just kind of come out of nowhere, or is he someone that they looked at that could be maybe taking that big leap and and get in that rotation this year? They had a couple guys last year that made the jump from Single A to Double A, and they kind of moved them all along the same path. Eric Lauer, Cal Quantrill, Jacob Nix, and Joey Lucchese was one of them. But I think all along they thought that Lucchese was the most polished pitcher of the bunch. He's the oldest guy in the group. Uh, his mechanics might be more. Uh, more repeatable. They're, they're certainly quirky. He, he kind of. I've, I've watched him throw a couple bullpen sessions, and when I stand to his, uh, I guess it would be his left, basically at the first base side, uh, it looks like he's throwing to first base on almost every pitch. I can't imagine being a guy on first base and then he comes home with it. He's a funky kind of delivery guy. The Padres always knew that deception would probably play pretty well the higher he got, and so far they've been impressed. And let's. It's, I think the other important thing to note is his stuff's really good. His, his fastball jumps and his breaking pitches, they, they have life to them too. And so uh, it's not all deception, but the deception certainly doesn't hurt. I think he's – the Padres maybe they, – they drafted him, I think, in the third or fourth round in 2016. Uh, but they kind of always thought that he had a chance to be one of the guys that, that moves quick, quickest along in that group. And I think there's a pretty good chance he's the first guy from that draft to make it to the major leagues probably pretty soon this season, if not – if he's not part of the opening day roster. Yeah, I think it'll be definitely exciting fans to keep an eye on him and see even if he's not a part of it right away when he comes up and, and how he looks uh, when he does get that first big league start. Another camp battle seems to be at second base. Corey Spangenberg, Carlos Asuaje, who seems to be the front runner there right now. I think it's, it's still pretty close, and it's, it might come down to what the Padres are looking for in that position. They've, they've both performed pretty well this spring. Aswahe, I would, if, if I had to guess, I would put him in slightly ahead just based on spring performance and maybe based on the fact that 
he's a little bit less of a known commodity. And so the Padres have a elite second base prospect in Luis Urias in the minor leagues. Well, why don't they try and find out what they have in Carlos Asuaje? They've seen Spangenberg now for four years. And Spangenberg could be a very useful player. He's got speed. He's got some pop in, in that bat. And that's, that's a useful thing to have as a lefty second baseman. Asuaje might be a little bit more of an unknown commodity and kind of a guy who the Padres don't necessarily know what his ceiling is yet. And they could be looking to find that out. I think I'd give them a slight edge, but I would certainly not be surprised if either of them made the opening day roster. And there could be room for both. It doesn't sound like there is, given the similarities in their games. But uh, if, if they both continue to hit, I suspect they'll both play in San Diego this season. Obviously, no question about who will be at first base. That's going to be Eric Hosmer, big offseason signing. And I wonder just what you've noticed from him at spring training in terms of his leadership, in terms of what he brings to the club not just on the field, obviously a gold glove first baseman and a polished hitter, but also what he brings to that clubhouse and as a team. He just seems like a pretty pretty likable guy from a teammate standpoint. I noticed, uh, and I may have said this on a previous podcast, but I noticed one time I walked into the, uh, the clubhouse and, and a few of the Padres were eating breakfast around the table, and it was seven guys, and six of the other guys were, were kind of roster long shots, minor leaguers, guys that weren't going to make the team, and, and Eric Cosmer. He's really went out of his way to kind of get to know all of these guys, whether it's star-level players in the team, Will Myers, Manny Margot, to the lower levels of the minor leagues. I think he, early in the spring when he was drafting his team for a situational hitting contest, he went straight to some of the prospects. He wants to get to know the team, the organization, the guys. He's not necessarily one of those guys that's going to come in and beat his chest and be a rah-rah kind of guy. He, he, I'm, I'm sure he has that in him, should should things get interesting later in the season. But right now, he's, he just seems like a very open and approachable kind of guy for some of the young young players. And he's even asked them to, to ask him any questions. And obviously, he has a wealth of experience he can, he can share with some of these guys on a very young roster overall. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's refreshing to hear. Sometimes you hear veterans, and they just kind of keep them to themselves or their own cliques. But it's nice to see that interaction and veterans going out of their way and st- star players going out of their way to help some of the young players. Focusing on some of those prospects, who's stood out in camp out of the young prospects that's maybe a bit of a surprise? Well, the biggest one we've already talked about is probably Joey Lucchese. He's been, he's been outstanding. He's been uh, better than the Padres could have hoped for. His deception has played better than the Padres could have hoped for. He's... Uh, He's, he's essentially taken the steps the Padres wanted him to take against major league hitters and then some. But he's not the only starting pitcher. Eric Lauer looked very good in his time in major league camp. Luis Urias, Fernando Tatis in the middle of that infield also looked very good. Franchi Cordero, who I thought pretty much had the inside track to a roster spot before he started battling a little bit of a groin injury. He, he looked like he was kind of starting to piece things together. Essentially, when he didn't strike out last season, he was an all-world player, but he maybe struck out a little, little bit too much, had a... Had some problems catching up with the high fastball, and he's a young player. That's something he can adjust to. And so I think the Padres, uh, this spring, there's a lot to really like from some of their young prospects. A lot, uh, And they've, they've thrown them in the fire, too, and that's what, I, that's what I think. This hasn't been seventh, eighth, ninth inning type situations where you're facing other teams' minor leaguers. The Padres' top prospects who have performed well this spring have done so against major league-level talent, and I think that's, that's probably the most important part of all this. They're... Uh, they're not too far off from competing in the major leagues themselves. And when you look at um, a guy like Alex Dickerson, there's a veteran that was brought in they thought might be a part of the outfield this year. He's having season-ending elbow surgery, missing now the whole year for the second straight season. Tough blow for the team. So how does the outfield look all around now in terms of um, the positions? Yeah, it's really too bad. He's, he's, uh, I know he worked really hard to get back from that back injury last season. He's a, he's a likable guy, and he's a guy that – Brings a pretty professional at bat to to the Padres. Um, 
I think what it does for the outfield race is nothing's really changed. I think they knew he wasn't going to be on the he wasn't on their radar for opening day the minute he kind of sustained this injury, and so they kind of brought it down to well. Will Myers will be in one of the corner outfield spots. Manny Margot is going to be in center. Jose Perella will have an outfield spot as well, also in a corner. Hunter Renfro is probably a favorite, and that would leave uh, Matt Caesar, Travis Jankowski, and Franchi Cordero pot- uh, potentially fighting for one spot because the Padres have said they're, they're probably most likely to carry five outfielders. And so uh, it, they, they all kind of bring different things. Some of them are further along. Franchi Cordero is battling a little bit of a groin injury, so that could, that could set him back a little bit. I think it's, it's a virtual toss-up between all those guys. Uh, the one thing I, I will say is Cordero and Jankowski both have the advantage of being left-handed bats, and the Padres don't have one in the outfield right now. And so I wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of the, way, the route they went to kind of even things out. And also both of them are excellent pinch-running and defensive options, which, which is what you look for in the last outfielder. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how things shake out. We'll find out soon enough. But uh, the Padres' outfield race, like the second base race, they've, they've been pleasantly surprised with the amount of competition and the level of competition uh, in camp this spring. And, A.J., as we wrap up here, one more question for you. Obviously, you mentioned how young this Padres team is. There's a lot of prospects, but it's also not a lot of established veterans and all-stars on the team. What's the ceiling for this year's team? If everything goes right and people perform at a high level, where can this team finish if you're looking at it, obviously, very early on in the process? The ceiling for this, this team would, would kind of require a few things. I think first and foremost, Will Myers needs to bounce back from last season, and Eric Hosmer needs to sustain last season. And then if you put that as your 2-3 or 3-4 in the order, uh, all of a sudden that's a, that's, a, that's a pretty decent lineup. It's a, it's a tough lineup to get out. Now the, the Padres' offense needs to not be so low in on-base percentage. They finished last in the majors the last two years, but they've made additions this season where I think that they've, they can reverse that. So if you're looking at those two those two guys anchoring a lineup, Will Myers and, and Eric Hosmer, and then maybe some of the younger guys, Austin Hedges, Manny Margot, Hunter Renfro, taking the next step. I still think the Padres have a lot of question marks in their rotation, but if everything were to go right, I think you're looking at a team that could finish above, above 500 or threaten 500 and then really set the groundwork for a push in 2019. Absolutely. Should be exciting to see opening day approaching. AJ, great stuff as always. We appreciate the time. I'm Darwin Zook. Thanks for tuning in on MLB.com Extras.